0: So welcome back to the Rick Shields Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Rick Shields. I'm here with producer, Guy. Hopefully, the audio this week is much crispier. Apologise for last week. Uh, big shout out to Sam McIntosh. who managed to get it to somewhat usable. Um, but yeah, it wasn't our best audio. But we're back. We're back in the garage. And uh, we've got another action-packed po- podcast episode coming your way. How are you, Guy? Yeah, I'm good.
1: Um, just to reiterate what you've said, last week's audio was... A catastrophe it was embarrassing i think we let ourselves down um sam McIntosh came to rescue to
0: some degree but i wouldn't be offended if people unsubscribed for last week's performance <laughs> we have to get them back again <laughs> do we yeah <laughs> we, it have to, we have to claw those subscribers back but yeah welcome back to the number one golf podcast in the uk um and we've got like say so loads of things coming your way We're going to talk a little bit about golf, but you know, might might not be the main narrative of the podcast. Where are we starting this week, guy?
1: Um, A nice little early plug for the Instagram, as always. I know we're probably getting sick of it by now, but if you're not, if you're on Instagram and you're not following at the rick shields golf show
0: what are you doing with your life exactly we're nearly getting up to ten thousand followers now it's a place where you can see a little bit more behind the scenes of the podcast you can also get opportunities to be the listener of the week like last week's was um, and just just get involved in it so make sure you follow the page and also keep interacting and following on the group uh, you know what i'm starting to really love the facebook group again i feel like it's i feel like it's getting to that level again To be fair, I don't admin it. (laughs) (laughs) You admin it. So (laughs) um, it feels like the stuff that you are accepting... Is the right sort of stuff. Well, which know, well, nothing slips through the net. We sometimes get actually. I get quite a few DM like personal DMs
1: off people saying I've done something personal wrong. Attacks. Well, I've done something wrong. You won't accept my post. And it's it's. It, firstly, it's nothing. Obviously, personal. I don't know anybody. Well, other than people's names that recognise from there. So clearly, it's not personal. But we've got over thirty thousand people in there now. and A lot of people want to share stuff, which is great. We can't have it all. And also, without being rude, some of the... I, mean, I don't think this is typically from people that listen to the podcast. It's more... Sorry, by the way, might, his microphone. I'm just moving my microphone. Um, I think it's more people that are just a member of it, just generally. They might put a, a horrendous rubbish post. Like, and it's, I'm not going to accept... Like, do you know what I mean? Like, really, <laughs> really bad.
0: Um, no, but there's some really good stuff in there. There's it feels some great like it's, stuff. It's, it's getting that kind of following that we wanted it to get, which is great. Um, this is a big episode
1: this week. Okay because as you'll see from the title we've kind of clickbaited a little bit it's how to be a good golfer we might even call it great Ooh. golfer yeah oh. we're not, as, we, as we're saying this now we're not sure but it's something that I think everyone wants to get better at golf to some degree surely ugh which we can discuss. Yeah, I think we need Cause to discuss that,
0: because that is it's a point that you kind of uh, got into some sort of a discussion, actually. With Rody Smith. At the uh, Rawport Rush Clubhouse um, last year, or two years ago. No, last year. Um, yeah, we need to touch about that, because you're right, I think everybody does want to some degree enjoy their golf more that doesn't always mean improve massively exactly which is a weird one from quite a few people to understand i get that but there are people who just happy to get out get a bit of fresh air hit a few better shots potentially but that's not their main objective their main objective is not to improve their score yes but that's not what we're talking about today we're talking about what it takes to be a good golfer exactly and before we started off um
1: i want just to quickly talk about our credentials for this so for you rick you are a pga golf professional you spent three years rigorously training under the um, pga kind of rules and regulations and um learnings to become a pga golf professional you have the world's largest golf youtube channel i've basically reached the pinnacle you you are yeah you you know you've got (laughs) 1.2 million subscribers you've coached hundreds if not thousands of golfers to improve their game thousands so i think we don't need to really big you up on this but obviously people are probably listening to me thinking well what does who's this guy <laughs> how, yeah how does he how's he got any credentials to talk about good golf so i've just brought something in rick that you might have seen yesterday oh i did see this yesterday i have brought in a little Flex. trophy <laughs> so anyone that's doubting me that's thinking how can he be about good golf in my left hand right now I have got take a of my on the...
0: first ever golf trophy. You're going to get a bit of behind the scenes. This oh. is the Hurlston
1: Hall Golf Club, which is not a golf club a member at. Okay. It was my first ever junior open. So that
0: shows you can play good golf courses away
1: as well. Exactly. This was in May of 2002. So there many listeners listening who weren't born then, which is weird. Now, this wasn't <laughs> first place, Rick. This wasn't second place. This wasn't okay. third place. This wasn't net winner. This wasn't nearest the pin. This trophy I'm holding right now that gives me the credentials to talk about good golf was the putting competition winner. Oh, that is that's big flex. That is there.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> the putting competition winner. That's a lovely trophy.
1: It's very good. It was a nine hole putting comp. Remember it clearly. Uh, at the end of the tournament, there was a. I was in the nine hole. So there's an 18-hole junior open, and there's a 9-hole junior open. I was only small, so I put the 9-hole one. But after that, at the end of the kind of event, there was an actual putting comp on the putting green with the proper light like, organisers there. It was 9 holes. I remember, I didn't really think it was anything... I didn't think it was important. I thought it was just a bit of a mess about, and I just hit it about. And I remember, I don't know why I remember this, 18 years ago, I got 3-3 puts, 3-2 puts but 3-1 putts nice.
0: to a shot level pile on that <laughs> trophy. That's very nice. So there you go. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to. I reckon recently my mum dropped off. She was clearing out her house. She's moved house recently, and she have cleared out a big box full of trophies. Quite a lot of them are most improved footballer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mister tried the hardest, two thousand and one,
0: which is not the best uh, accolade, I must admit. But there are a sprinkling of golf trophies in there as well, so I'll have to dig them out of the attic and see what, uh, see what kind of. You need to see try what and bring your
1: worst best one, if you know what I mean. Okay. So that was my worst best golf I like trophy. That. I like that. I have got several others. <laughs> <laughs> right, so let's kick it off, Rick. What is a good golfer? It's a great.
0: Disc- it, that, that is it. and i'm gonna try and i'm gonna try and trick you in a minute okay let me let me just get my understanding of what a good golfer is so for me personally because of the level of golf that i play at even i don't see myself as a no i probably would be a good golfer but i see people better than me being good at golf so So
1: handicap on it
0: um scratch or less
1: so leo boniface isn't a good golfer
0: Oh yeah. ah see player. that's
1: why I, I was ready for that that's why i yeah, in the locker straight away see that's why it's such a broad spectrum leo boniface i'm sure you know if you're listening is a seven-year-old who's off 19
0: yeah and he is see that's the difference i wouldn't even call him a good golfer i call a, him a great golfer a great golfer. oh yeah
1: see what i mean so or it's... another so one, so one more example sorry i thought of because i was trying to trip you up with this already <laughs> uh, imagine if you found out in the newspaper there was a 95 year old man who played off seven yeah it's a good golf he's an amazing golfer isn't he Oh, yeah. This is the thing. It's a can of worms. So it's case by case. I think it has to be. And another little weird thing is, and you'll know this definitely, because so I've seen you do this before. Say if we were filming, right, on the golf course, and we let a random person through, and you've definitely done this a million times, and they hit a golf shot, you can tell if it's a good shot for them straight away. Yeah. If they've never seen them. You don't know what the handicap is, you know, how good they are. They'll hit a tee shot, and you,
0: if it, you'll go, oh, good shot, and they'll go, thank you. And you can tell, can't you? For them, it's a good shot. Yeah. You can just, by the way that they, I don't know the way they move, the what the clubs have got, the way they've got the clubs organized in the bag, the way that they do the practice swing, yeah. the way they swing a golf club. Yeah. I know if, let's like, say, if we're out filming and we let a group through, because I know a lot of people say, do we book the whole golf course out? We yeah. don't, we just get out super early in the morning or quiet periods of time. But we have to let groups through sometimes. And if I don't think their swing or their ability matches up to the outcome that I'm seeing, Mm -hmm. I presume then that's a great shot for them. Yeah. I don't imagine, obviously I've seen thousands, hundreds of thousands of golf shots in my life. I know when a a good golf swing should match up to a good golf shot. And when a bad golf swing can sometimes turn into a good golf shot. So yeah, so that's where on the flip side, if it was a good golfer coming through, so that young lad at the Marriott, who we always say pretty good, yeah. I almost would not t- say to him "good shot" because I actually I don't know what good shot. You might have for him.
1: thinned it, and it looks, still looks good visually. Yeah, yeah. I'm with so you. I'm like,
0: well, I probably wouldn't say "good shot" to him because you know, unless he literally holds a 50 footer, which I know is a good shot for for anybody in the world, or he holds a shot or does something. If he just holds, hits a, a shot or something, yeah. yeah if he, shot, if he hits a standard drive straight down the middle, I'm like, nice. I would probably just say, nice shot. I don't know, I'd accolade it as some description, but they might not see it as a good shot. So then, going back to you, how (laughs) would we answer, well, how would you answer,
1: what is a good golfer then? Because like you said, handicap doesn't really work, because I know you meant scratch, which I was being silly, I know what you mean, scratch golf, but as I said, well, what if you're 15, or what if you're 5, what if you're you're
0: 95? And the the other thing is, and and, um, I've definitely seen this a lot, you know and I know and probably a lot of people listening know that guy or lady who literally never hardly ever picks up a golf club yeah. literally never plays you know they're just naturally good at stuff and and they rock up at the at the local golf event or the the local four ball and they play good golf yet actually even if you know they might not play brilliant golf but they're playing good golf to their standard mm-hmm. again that case-by-case study um, there's a guy actually that, at Mia. So I used to work when I used to work at Mia. There was a there was a tennis coach there, and this tennis coach honestly would play. Promise you, two to three times a year, he managed to still maintain a three handicap. He would never practice, outrageous. and he would go out in two or three of the majors every year and shoot in the low seventies every time. And I'm like, that's ridiculously yeah. good, but. Then that doesn't fit into my criteria because he's, yeah, he's not. I've scratched. just said scratch yeah. before, so. Um, but I know his situation, so I know it's great golf for him. His natural ability is just off the chain. Yeah. Um, it is. It's. Uh, go on. Last one. But then let's say I got the opportunity to go and play golf with Rory McIlroy, mm-hmm. DJ Brooks Kepka, Tiger Woods, whoever, and they shot level par. Yeah. They could have scrapped it round and shot level par. Yeah, like they might have played bad golf. Like genuinely, they could play bad golf and somehow get it round in level par. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is that good golf? Because if not hit it well. It's a good score. I don't know if I'm. Not no, no, it does make
1: sense because level par around most golf courses, well, in any golf course, is good golf. But yet yeah, they've played bad. Yeah. So to it, it it's. I think what we're learning as we talk about it, there's there's not really an answer. Is it because score, that's that's another point I had, score? Does that determine good golf? Well, again, like you just said then with that analogy, and I'll take it one step further. If we think of a a young bloke who might be 30 years old, who has played football all his life and, and quit, he wants to take up golf. He's got a wife or a partner, he's got a daughter, let's just say he's got a busy job. So he takes up golf, but he can literally play on a Saturday, every week, that's it. Doesn't have time for the range, doesn't have time for lessons, just once a week. If after playing for 12 months, he's shooting mid-80s every time he plays, roughly, between 84 and 89 or whatever, that's pretty good, isn't it? I know. Because he's playing once a week.
0: He's not getting any practice in. No lessons. I'm also going to use a different analogy. Let's say let's say that we know a lad. He's never played golf in his life, right? Mm-hmm. Might, might play other sports, but he's literally never, ever, ever gone out and played 18 holes or never even picked up a club. But for whatever reason he went out and played eighteen holes and he shot ninety. Yeah. What would we say to him after the round? That's outstanding. Like if he said is that decent, we'd be like, that's ridiculous. But then he says, Well what do you know
1: we shoot and you say seventy two goes
0: Not that good then? Yeah, but like
1: But it is really but good. But for you, I would yeah. literally
0: say that's really, really good. Mm. Like you have that's unbelievable that you've managed to shoot ninety in your first ever round of golf, never playing before. But like you say then, that's twenty shots off what I just a minute ago, said is good.
1: and So another one, I'm enjoying this because it's a different (laughs) angle. Another one, a while ago, we asked something similar, I think in the Facebook group, you know, what is a good golfer? And somebody said something along the lines of, no matter what the handicap is, somebody that goes out and shoots around the handicap week in, week out. So let's just say it's a 24 handicapper who most weeks will get between, let's talk Stableford, will get between 32 to 36 points week in, week out. Well, you know, I can understand the point because that's quite consistent, but wouldn't you rather be a 24 handicapper or, or an 18, or let's say an 18 handicapper who can play to 18 or play below it them one week might shoot over 100? Because it depends what you want from your golf, doesn't it? If that 18 handicapper's got chances of winning tournaments if you can shoot under, but they're also partial to shooting a million. So
0: I would almost put that golfer into the category of a steady golfer. Yeah, exactly. Or a consistent golfer. Yes. You know certainly at that handicap range but but when does it stop what about if there's a 15 handicapper that always shot 85 or yeah. 87 or whatever par yeah. is are they a good golfer i'd probably say they were
1: yeah well i've got there's a, there's a guy at my old club a man called jeff who was about in his early 60s at the time i'm probably talking five ten years ago now and he was off about 12 i think and he hit it not very far a little three-quarter swing but He played Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, or Monday, Wednesday, Sunday, whichever the weekend comp was. Monday was a seniors comp, Wednesday was a midweek comp, and then this weekend was obviously the weekend comp. So he played a lot of golf. But he would always be in and around his handicap. And then every now and again in the summer, he might shoot in mid-70s because the rock hard, he'd gain 30, 40 yards in his drives. He'd always have money in his account in the pro shops. He was getting twos, playing all the comps, gets the odd third, the odd second, maybe the odd win. So he was a very consistent golfer. You'd want him as a doubles partner. 100%. But then if I went out with a time and played him gross, without being funny, I would win because I was a 5-4 f- handicap, whatever I would have been at the time. But then I might go and shoot 82 one week. So I've gone well over my handicap, then played to it. Was He was always around it. So is that a good golfer? Because he can't get much better than that because if he's, let's say, his age, he might want to actually practice. That's as good as his handicap will ever get. But then he plays to it a lot.
0: It's weird, isn't it? You've got me really thinking here because I'm also trying to relate it to other sports. You know what? What classifies as a good footballer?
1: Again, is it is it Premier League or is it a guy that plays on a Sunday league team but he's a striker
0: and scores most matches? But then again, we just we we were talking about yesterday the soccer aid that we watched. Like Mark Wright, yeah, the celebrity. He was a he's a really good footballer, very good footballer. But he's not pro, or I, I don't know. It's really it's. The, the, the term what does the, what does the actual definition of good mean <laughs>
1: <laughs> let's just clip that that little clip
0: what does the definition of good mean let me have a, let me see what it says to be desired or approved oh that's uh, both that of them quite interesting approved like, to be desired or approved of pleasing and welcome <laughs> showing approval having the required qualities of a high standard. So are
1: we just saying he is being a good golfer just about your score then? Because are there other attributes to being a golfer? So for example, if you were playing in a comp Rick and it was just you and one other person, you're not playing against each other as such, which are in the competition, or you and two others, let's just say whatever, a three ball. Would you rather play with something that's a four, five, six handicapper? but they're quite ignorant, they're not too chatty, they're a bit bland, they're a bit cocky. Or, would you rather play with someone who's off 18, but who's very pleasant, helps you look for the golf ball, makes a nice bit of chat, um, moves out the way of your line when you're put in, you know, doesn't clank the clubs when you're hitting your shot, that uh, repairs the pitch mark, that marks the ball, that moves the ball when it's in your way, if you want to move the marker, etc. You know, it's a, it's a, They're not necessarily the best player,
0: but when it comes to actually playing golf, the good at everything else. Are you yeah. with me? I'd almost put that in the category of like niceness, like as a character. Yeah. You know, that that they're a nice character. But then you could also get something that's a nice character's lovely bloke or a lovely
1: lady, but puts the bag in the way of your T shirt, you know, your next shot oh, right, or yeah. they've
0: not got good course etiquette. Yeah, it let's takes say.
1: the flag out when we could without asking if you wanted it out, you know. It's it's almost but it's it's not that even the, is it the etiquette, is it just unawareness? Is it almost like a golf a word I don't know. Like I remember, this, you see this sometimes, and it's no disrespect to a bad golfer, but somebody that's playing with a trolley, let's say, that's not very good, or even with the bag, the carry bag, and they'll hit, they'll get to the ball, they'll put the bag down, they'll top one ten yards, so they leave the bag, they'll walk to to the top, hit it again and top it three yards, hit it again and hit five yards, and all of a sudden they've hit it thirty yards up the fairway. But they've left the bag 30 yards behind them. Yeah. And they have to go and get it. And then that slows the group down. They hit the ball into the trees, don't really watch where it goes, and they have no idea where to look, which slows the group down. Like, it doesn't mean they're a bad person. But is that a bad. And that could be even a good ability player as well. You know, like when you see Torvalds, not shouting four. That's not good. No, that isn't good. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've got more questions than answers here. <laughs> if you've got a definition of a good golfer, email
0: it podcast at rickshields.com. I, there'll be examples yeah. of good golfers but i don't think i don't think you can define it in a in a sentence
1: well if we can't define it then i don't know how we're going to give advice on how to be a good golfer we can certainly try because <laughs> we can have our ideas of what is a good golfer we could have ideas of ability and just how people play the game
0: it's too early, too early in the morning to be thinking about Rick's, done, Rick's about to be sick. He's not dizzy. <laughs> I'm just thinking of all the times I've used good golfers in my titles for videos. <laughs> I'm glad they go and change it. But that's also the thing, though. That's the good
1: thing, though, because everybody's inter- interpretation is different. So if you ask somebody, and just said off handicaps, and didn't just... just let's forget age and everything for a minute. You said to a 28 handicapper, what's a good golfer? And that's somebody that can't yet break 100. They may answer, oh, somebody that can make a 100 every time is a good golfer. And that—that's a good answer. Here's one them. for you:
0: How many people do you think can categorise themselves as good golfers? Mm,
1: that's very interesting. I don't think a lot of people. Ooh, that's a good question, actually. Well, the average handicap's eighteen. Yeah. So, in theory, then, is that an, if
0: you're lower than that, you're a good golfer? You but put... but this is it for me. So if if it depends who said it to me. Mm. So let's say, you know, somebody who's never played golf before. And they come to me and go, "Ricky, are you any good at golf? I go, Yeah, I'm pretty good. Yeah. I'd say, I'm pretty good. I'm decent. I'd, I'd say, You know, I've played pretty well in the past. I can play pretty decent golf. Uh, and then that same person said, Well, what about Tiger Woods? And I say, Oh, he's a great golfer. Like, he's the best. Yeah. Right. Literally, so much better than me. But then if you asked, oh, well, What about your next door neighbor, the 10 handicapper? I'd be like, Oh, no, he's good as well. All right. But yeah. who? So that was me, anyway. However, I'm there with Tiger Woods. I get an opportunity to chat with him. And he says, oh, I've heard you're a good golfer. What's yeah. my response there? My I response can't... is not, no, I'm not.
1: But then at the same time, you wouldn't. he wouldn't then think you were bad, would he? He'd think, no. He'd like playing with you because he'd think, yeah, you're going to get it round. It's going to be like, jokes are, like, it's going to be less than 80. And put in any, any course you play, it could be close to <laughs> Sometimes. 70. Yeah, it could be close to 70, again, depending on how you play, what course you play.
0: But if Tiger asked me, "Oh, I heard you're a good golfer," I'd be like, "Oh, no, 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 no! I'm listen. I can play a little bit, but I'm not that good." That that would be my response to Tiger Woods. Mm. I wonder what the pros' perspective of their self is. I wonder if this is the secret. I wonder if you have to think you I are think, a good golfer. Yeah,
1: the, the best, best players, the top 10, top 20 guys, I think deep down all think they're the best. They have you to. have to think that because they wouldn't have got to where they They wouldn't yeah. have the hours upon hours of practicing.
0: They have to it's, think they are the best golfer that's ever walked the
1: planet. The element, they need, although it might not look it always externally, they need an element of arrogance.
0: Big time and 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 that is a massive trait to so almost every single fantastic golfer I've ever been around, played with, they have a air of arrogance about them.
1: Well, let's just pull up the world golf rankings now if my internet's going to work. Cuz if you think about it realistically, you've
0: got Dustin's number 1, he thinks he knows he's good. John Rahm, he knows he's good. JT, yeah. Well, Rory. He, JT recently this interview someone asked him if you could te- if you could give the player the player of the year award to anyone, who would it be? Justin Thomas said me. Yeah, fair play. <laughs>
1: then you've got Rory, yeah. obviously. Colin.
0: Yeah. Webb Simpson. I don't know so much about Webb. Yeah, pass, yeah I'm sure he would do.
1: Xander Shoffley. Yeah, 100%. And then you've got three in a row here that are 100%. Brooks. Yeah. Bryson. Yeah. Reed. Yeah.
0: Bryson that low? Is Brooks that low?
1: Brooks is eight now, yeah. Wow. So that's it. They're, the, they're the, the the big, big guns at the moment. And bar a couple, like I said, of Webb Simpson, who don't really kind of watch a lot of the rest of them it's pretty obvious that they think
0: and they know the good but imagine them 10 in the room and me right is he a good i don't know it's 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 about who you round and who you're talking to they say oh rick i heard you're a good golfer in that room i'm like no 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 i'm not i'm really not that good because that's that would be yeah. what i'd have to say i can't stand in that room and go yeah i'm a good golfer
1: well the answer then i think in a in a simple way is it's all subjective and it's all opinion in it yeah it's all down to what you think is a good
0: golfer and the situation and the you know there's so many things that go into it but I'd like to know if you listening out there do you think you're a good golfer yeah and what
1: handicap do you think is a good golfer if it's not you so then if we move on to how to be a good golfer then now we've got a rough idea of it's what people interpret <laughs> do we <laughs> well, have an idea <laughs> well, not really but what would what would you? So I've I've got a few notes here that we discussed yesterday. So things like improving your bad shots. Yeah. So most people have, So the other day, a quick, quick, real quick story. Two days ago, I think it was. I went to the driving range. Saw one of my good friends there. I didn't know who was going, and he's just taking up golf. He's trying out some irons, some M threes, I think, and some M one irons, different ones. And he's literally brand new to the game. I got four lessons, and his good shots with a seven iron probably go in. 135 he's quite a strong lad but 135 to 140 quite highly with a little fade so realistically it will get better than that as he gets better but doesn't need to be much better than that perfect his bad shots were like stead, skinny across the floor maybe going 25 yards because they're hitting the long rough at the range and just stopping quickly so his good shot right now doesn't need to get any better doesn't just doesn't it's fine his bad shot clearly does yeah so and i think that's the same for Pretty much every, unless you're really trying to get on the European Tour, you need to be doing it everything perfect, really. But for most golfers, if you can improve your bad shots, whether it be lose one or two less balls, um, someone like a John Robbins, who said a while ago from Bad Golf, where he worked out that out he went on three bunkers in a round and left it in the bunker each time.
0: Yeah, it, it just, you, get green, just get out the green, just get out the bunker onto the green you know, or out of yeah. the bunker. But then, how do you improve your bad shots? I think fundamentally, it depends if it's the bad shot, i.e. getting out of the bunker, I genuinely believe once you understand the concepts of getting out of the bunker, i.e. the way you hit the sand, the speed that's required, the way that you need to continue the loft on the club, the way you don't need to stop as soon as you hit the sand, if you can understand that and grasp that, it's like riding a bike you almost don't ever forget it to some degree Mm -hmm. like you know how that's done and you know how it feels and you can do it you know pretty much all the time if there are bad shots taking place i.e if you hit a random right shot every three or every five drives whatever it may be there is fundamentally something incorrect with the technique so often players can hit straight shots but it comes from the fact that it's two incorrect characteristics working together to make the ball go straight. What happens then for some golfers, one of those incorrect characteristics, and what I'm talking about is a swing fault. it might be a grip, an open face, a path issue. If one of those changes, and therefore you've only got one incorrect swing fault that's actually when a lot of golfers hit their worst shots because that's the standout feature that gets them hitting it way off to the right or off to the left or whatever it may be so a lot of golf swings even the best players in the world their golf swings are built not on perfection but matchups where there's incorrect characteristics working together to help you hit straighter shots what you've got to try and do is make sure those characteristics are in sync all the time for you to hit Better golf shots. So, you know, it is working out what your characteristics are. And like I say, it is a bit cliche, but finding a good golf coach. I mean, what was amazing recently, and we've we've actually got a video coming up soon as well. We are hoping to film it yesterday, and we're still hoping to film it today, where these new Callaway clubs have come out, these B21 Woods and all forgiving stop your slice and everything else. But the driver alone is four hundred and fifty pound. I honestly believe four hundred and fifty pounds worth of lessons fix your slice. Hundred percent. Like, well, not even that much.
1: But then it's that point of: do people want to have lessons that much? Some people, some people clearly do. But it's like, what's more exciting? And it's stupid. But going out and buying a driver or actually putting the grafting. I get
0: it. And if someone we we briefly talked about this the other day, like if somebody said to me right now, Rick, there's a machine that's going to give you a six pack. <laughs> it's a grand, but it take you know it'll instantly give you a six pack i in. i've you'd already 12, bought it. you'd have a
1: 12 pack by now i've already it? i've already
0: bought it yeah fasten me two on every night and i'm in and you see all these gimmicky things that are online but but if that was the case if you honestly believe that was something that could work or if somebody said right rick take that thousand pounds you're going to go on to personal training we're going to put you on a strict diet plan you know every i wouldn't do it because it would take too long and i want i want it now so I get, I get that. I understand that a new driver helps. If you, it helps you hit it straighter, go for it. But deep down, really, the root of it, if you can improve your technique, you'll hit better golf shots. So what about then when... Well, what about if you have
1: realistic expectations and goals? So will that help you to become a better golfer? So, for example, and I think everyone's done this to some degree, and I still probably do, I think a lot of us... <laughs> We probably think we're better than our handicaps, or we'd like to think we are. So if you're a 12 handicap, you know you've got the shots in the locker to be a single-figure handicap because you're only three shots off it. You can do it. It's in you. So then when you go out playing, you kind of almost expect that you're going to... Because you can do it, that you should do it, that you should go out and you should shoot a 75, you should come down, your handicap shot down to single figures. But by doing that, surely we'll put in more pressure on ourselves and we're chasing a number
0: as opposed to kind of cliche of playing one shot at a time a hundred percent the amount of times that I, like, and I, I relate it back to when i was more of a junior golfer coming up through the ranks is that every time i wanted to go out and play i wanted to shoot the best score i couldn't because i felt like i could reduce my handicap almost every single time um but again like say you you don't want to put too much pressure on you you don't you know, your handicap is a reflection of you on a good day, typically. Mm. So you're not always going to break your handicap. Um, yeah, I think setting goals is key. Having realistic goals, having manageable goals, bite-sized goals. Sometimes I spoke to really, um, you know... Really fantastic golfers, and I say, "What's your goal this year?" And actually, a lot of the time, I almost feel like they undervalue their goals, but they reach them more efficiently. You know, if there's a new up and coming kid, and I say, "Oh, you know, you're off 15 at the moment. What's your what's your aim this year?" And they go, "12." Yeah,
1: and you're gonna say that then, yeah.
0: And I'm like, "Okay," I'm thinking, nine Yeah, but i possibly. In the new world, the way that we set goals and we're more realistic with them, having that goal that's a little bit more at least manageable in sight, you know, you can actually you can achieve that, and then once you achieve it, you can maybe reevaluate your goal is a much better way of doing it potentially.
1: So, do you think that every golfer that's semi-serious about the goal should have goals every season? I think
0: they should. Yeah, even if it's just a little note section on your phone, I wouldn't go crazy. I'd write down five things you're looking to accomplish this year, and could that be as simple as? get 36
1: points three times for example 100
0: percent. there was um justin justin thomas is really good at this each at the end of his apple notes and you might actually see it coming up soon because the fedex cup has just finished normally you would see it now but obviously it depends on the situation because we've still got the masters and us open and stuff Uh, but the end of the year typically he'll share and he'll tick off the things that he's accomplished whether it's some of them are outcome based so reduce my average score to to 96.6 whatever it may be others might be something like you know become um the top five ranked putter on the pga tour i think i'm talking about justin thomas here or win six tournaments or whatever whatever it is like he'll have a list and he'll be that's something that he'll wake up every day and probably look at or have that have constant reminders that's what he's constantly aiming for i think golfers who play recreationally at the weekend if they literally have nothing to to i don't know motivate them mm. i would find that really hard like i would if i was a club golfer even if it was just something like win three golf competitions this year yeah don't have to be the majors just even if the wednesday medals that is what i'm aiming to do i mean we do we do it in the business we do it in richfield's media where we set goals for bonuses and quarterly goals to something to aim at to achieve to keep growing um otherwise it's you know you you can get a bit like oh, what well, what's the point you know at least there's always something to be aiming for i'll tell you something i think that more
1: people should do and it's quite bold it does take quite a bit of I don't want to say guts because it's not that but let's just say whatever you are now whatever your handicap may be or your ability and if you're a club golfer who plays competitions if you have a handicap in mind or a level of ability that you deem good that is something that you want to achieve so like we said before there's no answer to what's a good handicap is there but let's say you're off 18 and you think that 12 is really good, which, yeah. you know, it's fine it is, and that's what you aspire to be. One thing that I think people should do more often, but it is, again, it's quite a, a ballsy move, but I can see where it could be quite daunting, is if you see um, when you book on to play in your, in your club comp, let's just say, maybe once every now and again, rather than playing with the usual partners who might be similar abilities or whatever, book on with a couple of guys who are at that ability that you want to be at. Definitely. And even if, so let's say again, you're off 18, you see two guys off 10 and 13, Bill and Joe, or whatever. Even if you play with them and you end up having a shocker and they're not even the nicest of the guys or whatever it might be, just by being around them and seeing how they play the game, what is it they do better than you? Is it is it just the more consistent? Do they hit shots that you could never dream of playing? How they carry themselves? How they... Take the time over shorter puts, over longer puts, how they read the greens. Because a lot of people who play with the same friends week in, week out, it's really good, but you're not learning about the game from those people. And that's one way you've mentioned this, this phrase, this word a few times your golf intelligence can actually increase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally for most people, are the easy button, right?
0: LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. It's by playing with different people and seeing what they do. Big time. And again, you can relate it to, let's say... I've never been to the gym and a couple of mates of mine are proper gym buddies bunnies and they take me under their wing and I follow them Mm -hmm. and they teach me how to use the machines show me what what weights I need to do like literally do everything with me I'm gonna I'm gonna enhance it much quicker than if I go with two lads who are similar size build to me that have never been to the to the gym like we're not gonna learn quick enough and I've seen that in real life where I've got golf pro friends who play regularly and they'll rope in a mate of theirs who you know might not have been a super you know keen golfer growing up their ability is quickly enhanced Mm -hmm. like that they get to i'm not saying the pro level but they'll probably get single figures much quicker than if that same person was going out with two similar non-golfers like they're not going to improve anywhere near as quick
1: and also as well i think if you let's let's um just pretend that the two people you play with who are the 10 and 13 handicapper and you're the 18 handicapper. They end up being really nice blokes or even just all right blokes. If you finish the competition and they go in for a drink or whatever, if you actually went in and, and, and picked the brains and asked them a few questions, like, oh, you know, that shot hit on 12 was really good, Joe. What what what? How did you do that? These I can guarantee they would absolutely love it. They, love the the it. ego would increase. You know, if you said, oh, you know, you guys are really good established players. Can I ask you how you did that? Or I know this might sound a bit weird, but these guys might not even know why they are at that level as like they've been playing for years, but any little nuggets that they, t- that they can give you might well help your own game. Or on the other side of the coin, you know, if you play with somebody else who is, is better than you or worse than you and they do something that's really fundamentally wrong and it messes up the scorecard, that's something that you can learn. So although you want to focus on your own game in comps, do keep little eye on your playing partners just to pick up little nuggets of, of good or equally as importantly bad as well.
0: This podcast has gone super golf
1: heavy this week. It, well, the good news is, Rick, is we've that got. It now? That's pretty much it. <laughs> we've got. Um, so we've got about seven or eight Facebook questions that are quite lighthearted. A few golfy ones, a few not so golfy. We have got, as always, uh, a nightmare golf shot, which is a decent one. It's a bit um, extreme. But it's a decent one, and we've also got a decent listener of the
0: week. And the right. listener of the week really got picked. He's got quite a cool name. Just before we end this topic of good golf good golfers wanting to improve your golf and i think a topic we should definitely look at next week this idea do all golfers want to improve 100 percent. like why don't we use the podcast email for people to send in let's say you play golf you don't care about improving yeah and i
1: think there is people that do that there
0: has to be like the, if you just literally play golf, if if you play golf and not worrying about the score and not not worried about improving, email podcast at rickshields.com com because um, Guy and Brody Smith, who um, at the time was, it'd be interesting to ask him again now because he's, he's like quick he's basically quit golf. Um, he at the time he was super super keen on trying to improve and he was going like really extreme with it.
1: He got a bit he, He's like a. If you don't know Brody Smith, he's like a really quite famous YouTuber. He's like about six foot four, isn't he? American jock. <laughs> he's a nice bloke, but we were sat in the clubhouse of. Um, what's it called? Royal, Port Royal Port Rush. Port Rush. And we were discussing golf. And I know a lot, a lot of the listeners who are listening now are hardcore golfers, which is why you're listening, so you might not agree with me, but I think I've got some truth in this. I was saying that not everybody
0: that plays golf is all about improving and getting better. Well, we'll find out next week we if the will. emails come in. That there's it, 100% there's people who don't want to improve. Sorry, carry on. Well, that that
1: was all it, it was. Because, again, from my time working in pro shops and being around golf clubs for a long period of time, there was lots of members, typically more like the elderly members, and certainly parts of the of the ladies' set We had a really thriving ladies' section at my old golf club, and it was very much a culture of would go out and play 18 holes or nine holes and then come back in. And there was like three sofas almost in like a U shape that faced each other. And after that, they'd all sit down and it was like a really nice afternoon. They'd have like a couple of cups of tea or a glass of wine and some sandwiches and have a really good chat. And it was their, that was their social life. And it was the golf. Well, they, they would have little competitions as well. But the golf was just a bit of exercise, some fresh air. You know, a nice chat on the golf course. If they played well, that was an absolute boat. If they walked out and had 37 points, that was just an absolute icing on the cake. Yep. But it, equally, they had 24 points. You did Didn't not care. see them snapping clubs and getting annoyed and falling out with each other. It Didn't was care. honestly... And that's not just ladies, that's any gender or anything. That was just... That's my example. But equally, with the senior section, they have a comp every Monday, you'd get a winner, you'd get a twos pot. But it was about playing, coming in, having a pint of bitter and chatting about the weekend you
0: know on a monday so not everyone's bothered but i do want to hear the emails as well i always remember a funny story um there's a golf course in manchester called davy hume and when i was coaching at trafford golf center i used to use there quite a bit uh to do some film to do some uh, not filming to do some coaching down there like playing lessons and stuff and uh, i always remember coming off to the, uh, the first green i was coming off down to the first tee. sorry and a group was coming off the eighteenth hole and it was quite early in the morning, right? So I said to them, nice and pleasantly, how'd you play today, fellas? Absolutely brilliant. Two hours fifteen.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> that's like that's it. that's, that's how yeah.
0: they quantified. They had they had no idea what they'd shot. Mm-hmm. It could have been somewhere between eighteen and hundred and ten. They wouldn't have cared. Um but they cared about getting round in two hours fifteen. Well, that's it. You, you, that, that's it. You can play golf to
1: shoot a score. You can play golf to, for a time. You could play golf bizarrely to not lose balls. I think I saw. I don't know if it was you that said this or somebody. I'm, I saw somebody once online saying that. I don't think it was you actually, but somebody that said they have a scorecard. It sounds a bit weird at first, but I quite like it. Rather than mark the score, they'll mark how many shots they're really, really happy with. They almost you think like a scratch handicap will be happy with. So They might go, not on the first, none on the second, none on the third. Might hit an iron to six foot and gives off a tick. Thing. That's quite cool. That was a shot that any handicap would be happy with so I got one tick. Wow. Gets a whole seven, put a bung shot to two inches while well, I'll give myself another tick.
0: <laughs> That's so you get, quite, it's yeah, quite like a cool that. way, isn't it? Like, the scores are in a way irrelevant, but... This is a really interesting thought. Almost all the time... I I'd like to play golf for spectacular shots. I've said this in the past. Like I love seeing spectacular shots. If I've hit them myself, brilliant. But just seeing other players hit spectacular shots is what I love. Love seeing that. I love being present to it. I love seeing people get holding ones. I've been lucky enough to see quite a lot of holding ones in my life, and and it, that I love that. And even though they weren't all me, I've had one myself, but they, it weren't all me. I just love that situation. Um. But a lot of other shots, like miracle shots and stuff, have actually come after a bad shot. 100%. You've got a boss one we'll put on the um,
1: podcast. The one in the, in the That's ditch. so sick.
0: Like, I hit one in the ditch. I played with Pete a few years ago at North Hant's Golf Course, where Justin Rose's home golf course, which coincidentally tonight, if you've not seen it, a little plug. I'm actually hosting the eOpen tonight in conjunction with the RNA and the MasterCard. And I'm hosting it with Seb Carmichael Brown. It's live tonight, 9 p.m. on uh, when I say tonight, Tuesday night on the opens youtube channel and actually i had a ten fifteen minute interview with justin rose as well me interviewing him <laughs> not the other way around but either way there's a little plug you, you should check that out it's going to be quite should cool tonight do you think you're a good golfer or not? oh yeah <laughs> justin can i ask you am i a good golfer um no rick yeah <laughs> yeah you're terrible i've seen i've seen you must be good at editing um well, yeah, I hit one in the ditch, terrible shot, and then my recovery out of the ditch was one of the greatest shots I've ever hit in my 100%. life. And even when I played golf Pete, bidder, the golf bidder challenge, like yeah. Yeah. almost often an amazing shot comes after it. And like, look at Tiger. Wait, 16. Oh, yeah, ridiculous. 16 at the Masters. I've ne- Since that, I have almost never, ever, ever seen a golfer miss it's, long left on yeah. that green. Ever. Yeah, he did it, but then his next shot, he hold it. Look at my bung shot at North Berwick. Mr Green by thirty yards oh, left yeah,
1: on the beach. Class. Um that was so that's forty two minutes or so there of we golf spoke chat. about golf. I don't know if that this is gonna go down well or not. <laughs> We've probably just lost a lot more um, subscribers there. So let's do a, que- a few fairly quick fire um Facebook cues. So again, as always, from the Facebook group, just search in the search bar for the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast group. Matthew King, it's like a two part. The first part I'm not as keen on, but I'll read it all out. So the first part is what's the worst etiquette you and Rick have seen on the golf course? Um Top of my head, I can't really think of much. But then the second point is, and what's the old school golf rule or clubhouse rule you'd
0: like to change? Worst etiquette, I would say. Oh, bloody hell! You were there, present, North Berwick. Oh yeah, yeah, I was there. I'm going to say it. Gone really off. So me and Guy, four years ago, five years ago yeah four or five can't yeah. remember we're four. playing up at north berwick and it was the launch of the new nike resin when guy used to work for nike i got invited up there to test the new drivers and the new ball and we got treated to an amazing round of golf at north berwick and weirdly enough i was in guy's group um and we'd finished around and 20 odd people had finished around and the 18th hole at north berwick is very very similar to st andrew's 18th hole just yeah. a little bit shorter um so if you picture that but it's a different golf course everyone's behind the green 20 of us all had an amazing day and we're waiting for the last group to come in in the last group's a really good golfer dan murphy who's one of the editors at national club golfer he hits his tee shot he plays off three i think hits his tee shot lands on the green see i've just said he's a really good golfer he's yeah. off three doesn't go anyway <laughs> lands on the green rolls up drops in the hole a par four hole in one with witnesses
1: and the first ever
0: hole in one Not
1: that it matters that much, but with that golf ball, ever.
0: Which is, honestly, it was the most... That is one of the most amazing things I've ever seen, ever, Mm -hmm. ever, 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 on a golf course. Followed by the worst. Don't name the name if you know it. I feel like I want to. (laughs) So walking down... Dan, Dan actually thought we were, tr- like, tricking him thought because we, we all went crazy yeah. behind the green. But it was kind of late in the day, so we couldn't actually see it drop in. But it generally gone in. I don't know how we didn't have it on proper camera. I think Pete's video, because he was there as well, I think he's got the reactions. But we didn't actually live get it on video, which is such a shame. Anyway, walking down. One of his playing partners, who works for another golf magazine, was having a stinker. He's out of bounds. He was just wasting waiting time, basically. So they're walking up to the green. And Dan's there walking up to the green. I've got my camera ready. I'm filming it. Pete's filming it. We're all like, oh my God, Dan, it's gone in. It's gone in. He's like, you know, he's quite a cool character. He's kind of stumbling up there. Not not too much in a rush. I mean, I would, I would have legged it up there personally. Yes. Walking up there. Now, you'd expect the end of this story would be Dan would pick the ball up, kiss it. Nice pictures. That didn't happen. This other golfer from another golf publication. I feel like I do want to name his name, but no, he walks I. up. He picks Dan's ball out of the hole.
1: That's almost not the worst bit for me. It's the neck, it's the way then. Go on.
0: So he picked the ball out of the hole of somebody who's just got a hole in one. But then he just tossed it over like it was an old potato
1: and just threw it to him. Just oh god! Like tossed it to me. I don't think it reached
0: him. Did it it like landed on the floor. Or? It was like a. That's
1: what it was. Well, Imagine that. That's how he threw it. It was, it was disgusting. Really bad. Yeah,
0: it was disgusting. That's the worst thing I've ever, ever ever seen on the yeah. golf course and then, from an etiquette standpoint.
1: Yeah, for me, old school golf rules. is a, I'm, I don't want to be in all this dress code stuff, but I do. I am a bit sick these days. If, like we go and film at the Marriott Wars in most days. I never wear golf clothes because it's a hotel course. I don't really need to. i walking around, but. I'm a bit sick of dress codes. And, again, my old golf club I used to be at um, had a rule, which is so stupid. You could obviously go in the clubhouse after you golf, and you could, of course, chat. You could use your mobile phone to be on the internet. You could even use it to watch things. So sometimes if the football wasn't on the main TV, people would be watching the football on the phone. But thou shall not be on the phone and call somebody. So you can't ring somebody in the clubhouse on your phone but you can be on it on watching loud videos. You can be chatting to people, but you can't use it in the clubhouse. Do you know what
0: I mean? So, yeah. So, I think... If it was was no phones whatsoever, I'd almost get that more. I think clubhouses... Yeah, I get what you mean with that. It's a bit of a daft one. I think clubhouses have changed enormously in the last... Twenty years, like significantly, certainly resort golf courses have. Like you say, at the Marriott, I have no worry walking in with golf shoes on, with on my phone, with my laptop. Like not a, not a care yeah. in the world. But it's quite a progressive golf club, though Marriott, to be fair. It is, and again because it's a resort. Yeah. But then, even going back to when I used to work at Mia, and it used to be, you know, really, it wasn't a hotel at the time. You couldn't wear jeans in the clubhouse, even though it was a restaurant. Which I don't think you can at most places, to be honest. Mm. Jeans. You definitely couldn't have your hat on in the clubhouse. Yeah. That's... What do you think about the hat one? I like what. So, there's a
1: balance for me. I'm, I think I'm quite, how <laughs> do I don't word it? Modern traditionalist. I like the traditions of golf. So, I like how you shake hands with your playing partners. I also like how people take the hat off when they shake hands. Um,. I like how you're quiet when you're playing partners in a shot. I like all those kind of things. You know, you don't move, you don't make a noise, all those sort of things. But then it's like, if you think it was a clubhouse with a hat on, imagine going to Costa Coffee now, Starbucks or McDonald's or anywhere like that, taking your hat off. You, would, you wouldn't do
0: it. But well, I then... do genuinely believe that is where the rule started. You used to have to take your hat off inside. Right. like wherever you were in the world uh, like if you went inside of a of a building your hat would have to be taken off i still see the odd comment even when i'm filming here in the golf academy at, at, sorry at, in my home simulator or even when i used to be at the golf academy or at trafford i used to see odd comments saying why have you got your hat on inside yeah I don't so know. the hat one's a weird one for me if i'm a, a really fancy golf i don't i personally don't mind I will take my hat off. I have no problem with it at all. If I'm at a really posh golf course, I will know I've got to take my hat off. That is just what you've got to do. Um, I do think more places should be allowed to wear golf shoes in the clubhouse to a degree. I uh, certainly yeah. these non spikeless ones now. Mm. Um,
1: yeah, it, the only t- it made sense. It was metal spikes. You were you ripping the cap. Yeah, so. yeah. It's like you're ripping up the carpet
0: take your spikes off it should be no metal spikes but like that one i'm still not the biggest fan of and again if i'm at a super super posh place and they they say no mobile phones like you say you just don't use your mobile phone i respect the traditions and it's not as if it's just the blanket across every single uh, golf course now there are definitely differences
1: all i think is, is obviously i'm still just clinging on to being in the younger generation if you don't unless you are a proper prestigious golf club like up in Scotland or something but if you're a more you last 20 years let's say or last 30 years built golf course you have to evolve with modern times definitely people rightly or wrongly want to be on the phone want to be able to text don't massively have to get changed after you know and put golf stuff on like I don't know I just think it's more hurting themselves really I know yeah. golf clubs are busy at the moment but a lot of people want to take up the game and learn the game and don't want to have to some just weird rules,
0: but anyway. You know, um, just a quick one on that. It's not been super long that I've been allowed to be in golf clubs, in clubhouses. As a pro. So there was a rule back in the day, I don't know how this ever was a rule, that golf professionals weren't allowed in the clubhouse. Yeah, well, pros were looked down on, weren't they, as by amateurs. Why? I, don't, I didn't I think, understand I that. I think just what it was,
1: and I don't know it massively, so again, if you feel free to correct, so I think it was the fact that people that played amateur golf were affluent, successful businessmen, and golf was just a hobby. Whereas they looked down on people that had to make a living from it.
0: Oh, uh, okay. Makes so sense. imagine
1: walking to approach pro and going, Re- I know they didn't have spikes, but reading my spikes, squire, <laughs> why I go out and have a big cigar outside. You, you know. I get you. I, I think it was more of that element than actually playing the sport for money, if you get what I mean. Yeah. I think it was almost like you were a T boy. I don't know. Um, Another question, a bit more <laughs> light-hearted. Stephen Hussey has said, uh, where do you stand on snacks around the golf course? Do you just play the 18 straight through? you take a piece of fruit in case you get hungry or like my friend take a tesco meal deal to eat after nine holes
0: i'm I'm not opposed to a meal deal yeah yeah it's certainly if let's say it's a 10 o'clock tea off Mm. that's the worst tea time because you go through all the way through lunch you need to be prepared one of the best parts of golf is not
1: getting a birdie not in it stiff not getting your 36 points it's remembering on like hole 12 you've got a bar of chocolate in your bag 100% and even better if it's from the last round. You're starving. You've got nothing to eat. You look in your bag. And there's like a bit of a melted but reformed Mars bar.
0: You know what I also really do like? If, let's say, I must admit, on the flip side, let's say you've forgotten to take food out. I actually really like the 3 o'clock big lunch. Mm-hmm. So you get in the clubhouse, 3 o'clock, you have a big lunch, knowing that your tea is actually probably going to have it at 7. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I actually really like a, a late afternoon big lunch after the golf. Do you get golf tired? i this before.
1: Yeah. It's a nice though golf tired. Uh,
0: I like it. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I like it that much. <laughs> I quite like it. If you don't know
1: what golf tired is, you've probably had it so when you play eighteen holes, typically if you carry a bag, you get it you're it's like you finish the round and it's not like you've obviously exhausted yourself. It's not like really that strenuous, but you have that like lull of like I don't mind like a late Sunday afternoon and then you get back home yeah, it's and fine, you feel isn't it? like but,
0: but it's draining golf mm, like four hours not only walking around a golf course but concentrating for that amount of time you're seamless for it. you're leading on to
1: the next question nice you really i'm going to stop you there because this is perfect andy gilmore said i've been playing some really decent stuff recently played off 10 and find myself one or two over on the front nine then after around 12 holes the standard of my golf takes a dip but i struggle to put the 18 hole score together that i feel i'm capable of any tips on maintaining that good start for a full
0: 18 holes and avoiding that mid-round slump it's a great question um i think again having that release between when you have to concentrate and when you don't so some of the best players in the world do this really well and this is a dead simple tip and it's hard to think this but only concentrate when you've got your glove on so when you've taken your glove off between shots you don't concentrate you chat to your mates you, you you talk about anything other than golf you get back to your ball you put your glove on and you concentrate because you've got to separate you've got to space that concentration out if you concentrate ridiculous amounts for the first six 12 holes whatever it may be you will be drained it's impossible to continue that form
1: yeah 100 percent. i've got a question i'm going to show it you first i'm going to read this one out but just in case you've answered
0: it <laughs> um people might have seen some on life, online beef. <laughs> Salmon <laughs> um, I was thinking that if we get it in now a little bit we could put it in the title. Ooh, cheeky. <laughs> so recently you might have seen a, a tweet from Mark Crossfield, basically somewhat slagging off the fact that he is embarrassed that people test ridiculous golf clubs. Should I read the tweet out? why not eh? so get your I, cup of tea's ready guys so i'll be honest i don't follow mark crossfield uh we've met once or twice i wouldn't say we see eye to eye um you know it's, uh, for whatever reason it, you know i would say that i am friendly we i chat with almost most youtubers i mean look at the youtube golf day Everybody's i can't organize game. the youtube golf day if i wasn't friendly to youtubers mm. Just want to happen. I think if I can just, before I read read out his tweet, if I can just quickly
1: jump in with how I perceive it. I think, you know, um, Mark Crossfield is a golf professional that has been doing YouTube for a number of years uh, 10, 12 years. And he's obviously a very clued up guy, very switched on, very knowledgeable. Give him all the credit where it's due. But I think sometimes what I what I perceive as a, as a, golf youtube fan when i read his tweets or see his videos is that he almost he talks with some of some degree different audience that we do so we talk to hardcore golfers we talk to people who are off scratch off plus handicappers but we also talk to people that have literally never really played golf. I've watched a funny YouTube video with Rick playing with a tall man or with Robbie Williams or with a young kid and go, Oh, this golf's actually a bit better than I thought it was. I thought it was really stuffy and for old men. So we make videos that cater a really wide range of people.
0: And that's why we've got the following that we have. Well exactly. Cause...
1: It's not one point two million hardcore golfers. No. It might be however many hundreds of thousand and then, you know, recreational golfers. But I don't think sometimes other people, not just maybe Mark Cross, but other people see that. And his tweet said, is it just me who's embarrassed by people testing ridiculous golf clubs? Has the world gone completely mad? Might test a four-year-old smoked salmon and see how far that hits it. Hashtag give me strength. Hashtag make golf smart again. <laughs> um, and obviously, as you'll know, we've been, we Rick has been doing the kind of illegal we clubs. We pioneered yeah. the, uh, uh, the, the, the testing of The first one was the 750cc, wasn't it, Driver? That was the first one we did. Yeah, 750cc,
0: um, straight golf ball. Yeah. I know it's not a club. Obviously, swingless golf club. Uh, um, adjustable golf club. Grooveless. golf club. The, the club with Buddy um, Sting Self-standing Through the Face. self
1: putter. We've tested ridiculous golf clubs. There's, there's ultimately, there's, there's two reasons why we do it. The first reason is that it's fun to, well, there's those reasons, but one of the reasons is it's fun to people to watch, hopefully. We love filming it. I love, that was really loud, I love testing ridiculous golf clubs the best love it the best videos that we create are the ones where we me and rick can't wait
0: to see the outcome it's unbelievable like we like a swingless golf club Unreal. i was i'd received it a lot down how much was i begging you to let me film it let me film it, yeah, me film it. Like, wait, i want to film wait. it but we wait till the golf courses were back open again and i'm thankful if we that did. was
1: filmed how Rick when it's he'd be? have been putting holes in his uh, garage with this the thing <laughs> i'd have um, deafened
0: myself as well but
1: but also you know we don't expect every single person to, to want to watch those videos and some of the clubs are rubbish but we don't know how to have tested them and if you watch the infomercials that the guys in america get push down the throats every every day on the golf channel or other outlets, you'd think these clubs were the best things in sliced bread. Yep. So when we often prove they're not, or like
0: with a straight golf ball, they do work. Some some do. Like the adjustable club worked. 100%. Like that, that for its purpose, for what that was aimed at, the swingless golf club worked. Yeah. For who that's aimed at, it absolutely works. Like you can't... Now, the Hammer X driver. Hopeless. Terrible. But we had to prove that because the the claims, if we weren't testing that, I feel like we'd be doing a disservice to golfers. When you've around got the
1: a world. voice with that many people watching, if you can prove something doesn't work, or in our case doesn't
0: work, you could save people a lot of money and get massively them to buy better equipment. So, and it also so he's not the first person to have a dig no there has, had, there has been others. other creators having digs
1: my, fav- my favourite one I won't name the creator's name but he was he did his own little podcast slagging off Rick named Rick I don't know why Rick does these illegal clubs anymore I don't know why he does it I don't know why he does it three or four months
0: like, he did it exactly himself because he saw that they get views well I, um, you know I, to be honest I'm actually not going to do what Crossfield does and not tag people in that was the average golfer that said that yeah. so th- this is again what I don't like if he's got a problem with it tag me in it yeah. like don't just put these cryptic messages out well it
1: was aimed you and pete wasn't it because pete started dabbling a little bit as well because um, obviously the, the fun videos to make they do well on view so I'd, it's one yeah, of those things i we think don't... it was
0: sunday pete released the hammer oh, putter. putter basically so the the putter of the driver so whether it stemmed from that but anyway we got copied into the tweet a lot and i, I, I must admit i didn't do a great deal and then uh we creatively put together a <laughs> funny tweet which uh i think broke the internet to some degree um let me th- my take on it he shouldn't be embarrassed. It's none of his business. He doesn't need to worry about what we're doing. Um, maybe he should be testing them himself yeah. to get some uh, to get some growth potentially. But either way, <laughs> <we> <laughs> too much beef. Um, we enjoy doing it. We'll continue to do it, and you guys seem to love it. I mean, even the one that we did recently is just. Uh, playing the playing the set with full of legal golf clubs have just reached 2 million views. So there are definitely people who want to know for this sure this information.
1: So we finish up then on a nightmare. We've got, I think we've got a decent, we've got to an hour here now. We've got a decent bit of golf chat at the start for like 40 minutes. We've got a decent bit. If we want to include that last bit as a title. So people have got <laughs> uh, uh, hooked in and um, we'll finish on a nightmare golf shot and a nice listener of the week. Uh, and then any other business to finish okay so the nightmare golf shot i will just pull up now it's from a guy called bjorn i think it was yeah so bjorn so annoyingly i always flag me emails and when it comes to actually recording it i can't ever find it but i will get it in three seconds here we go so i'm not gonna read the title out because it gives it away um and i guess as well he's from sweden i think so some of his english isn't amazing so if i just stumble a bit it might be because of that but Um, Recently, I took up golf again after a 15-year break due to time constraints whilst having kids. A lot of time on the course this summer has been combined with an embarrassingly high amount of office time spent on various Rick Shields videos, and this has really paid off handicap-wise. So he's been watching a lot of videos, his handicap's dropped. That's great.
0: And you know he's outside, by the way. Yeah, sorry. There's There's a bit bit of a delivery van or something outside. I apologise
1: about that. Um, My previous golf journey was perhaps not disciplined, and I really did struggle So, um, this is an old story. It's not a recent story. A cloudy afternoon in the late summer of 98, on the par 5 17th hole at my local golf course, I had probably double bogeyed most of the holes, and there was somewhat frustration building up. I decided to pull out my wooden driver and give him a best, which naturally ended up being a weird pull that went to the left of the um, fairway into a deep trench into a wart hazard. Fantastic. Okay, But... A super weird lucky bounce returned my ball to the fairway. Nice. We were happily moving forward to one of the most ghastly sights in my life. A 10-ish year old kid came out crawling out of the ditch with a big golf ball sized lump on his forehead. Oh no. The kid was very afraid since he was well aware that he should not have been allowed to be down there looking for golf balls. And I was equally afraid because I could have caused this kid some serious permanent damage. We walked back to the clubhouse and I got him an ice cream while locating his mother, who proceeded to give me a monstrous scolding. The aftermath showed no permanent damage to the kid, and although the only crime I made that day was to pick up a club in the, which nowhere could handle I think on about his club driver. I still think a penetrating remorse when I think about it. I did I do not think I ever hit my McGregor one wood ever again. You guys are amazing, though. Keep up the good
0: work. Oh, thanks, Bjorn. Nice to hear you back into golf. And I <laughs> <and>, uh, <laughs> hope you've not injured anyone recently. Yeah, it was
1: a good one. I just thought when he said he uh, he got me attention, because the title, which I didn't want to read out, was NGS, Almost Killed a Kid, dot, dot, dot. Oh, my goodness. So that's why he got me. <laughs> so as we've said last couple of weeks, if you do a good title, um, the chances are that your email will get looked at. Well, it will get looked at, but read out. So listener of the week, we actually did a little bit of a thing on the podcast, uh, yeah, the podcast Instagram page, at the Rick Shields Golf Show um pleading and begging for people to email in we weren't really but we um we've had a number of good listener of the weeks and this one is potentially wow it's up there I mean, i've checked it before but i just rechecked it and it's really good this is from zach watts okay zach partly why i liked it it's just his name's quite cool yeah, zach yeah. watts sounds it's cool like, like it's a golfer isn't it like an american golfer like zach watts yeah um hello guy and rick straight away big tick um as rick knows rick rick constantly say it's weird cause sometimes rick will ring me up on like a thursday and say um hi, guy. i got all right rick all right just yeah yeah just make sure this week's this week, this week emails hi guy and rick and i go well it doesn't really bother me rick but rick says please make sure it does <laughs> so it's not it isn't honestly it's not my doing i'm not fussed if you just put hi rick or hi rick and guy but rick's adamant
0: aren't you um so i'm a huge fan. it, of gives, him a, it <laughs> gives him a self-importance yeah. everybody just carry
1: it on please <laughs> Don't forget you're talking to me, a 2002 putting champion. (laughs) Um, I'm a huge fan of the podcast. I'm a member of the Facebook page and follow Rick on all social media. And yes, I've even created TikTok to follow. I've attached screenshots of them all. I found Rick on YouTube earlier this year. He's quite a new fan. And I was preparing to buy a 3 wood and saw his review of the Ping G400. I've been watching tons of reviews since and every video that Rick's done since that day. Nice. Before I found the YouTube channel, I loved golf and enjoyed the game. But now I'm a huge golf nerd. (laughs) Nice. I have become so interested in the science of the golf clubs and just love watching reviews and listening to the podcast weekly.
0: And I've got a full bag of illegal golf clubs. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, the first podcast I listened to was Is Rick Short a Short Hitter? That was quite a recent one, I feel. Um, oh, this yeah? was a great podcast for me. I was on my way to the range and laughed so hard. You guys were hilarious.
0: I probably had the best range session of my life for that listen. Wow. Oh, nice. Um wonder how many people listen to at the driving range. Yeah, how well, many people right now are listening to us at the driving range? It's
1: funny because last time it's the range, it was all those people with headphones in on the phone, pointless like, <laughs> pressing stop and putting it down with a dismay on the
0: face. Um, if you are at the range now and you just hit a nice little shot, well, it's a great shot, well or done. You. if you're at the range, the next shot, you're going to shank it. 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 You're going to
1: shank it. Oh, you shanked it. Um, <laughs> just wanted to say thanks, increase my interest and passion for the game. We're going to
0: start a new pandemic:
1: <laughs> the shanks. <laughs> um so this is his screenshots because this this is where the money is it's all well and good to the nice email and give it the old guy and rick but we don't fall for that it's got to be evidence right you ready for the evidence rick i'm ready
0: this has all been verified
1: <laughs> okay let's go he's also ps i've given the podcast a five-star glowing review so right. okay twitter he's following you tick the golf sh- the, the rickfields golf show um instagram he's following nice your instagram he's following nice the f- main facebook page is following the podcast group is a member of you on tiktok is following the main youtube channel he subscribed your Twitter again, he's put that on. He's subs- yeah, he's done them all again. Oh, he's done them all twice, I think. That's why it looks like he's done so many. But anyway, he basically subscribes to everything. And also the second channel as well,
0: he subscribes to. You know what? I was just about to bring up the second channel. He's then. got the
1: second channel. That's when you know you're no G, if you subscribe to the second channel. Which... <laughs>
0: we will start putting stuff on there again soon. <laughs> um, so I think
1: that was- We've got a few more good listeners of the week that we may use for next week. Um, or if you want to be listener of the week and um, get featured on the show get rick's approval and be
0: rick's mate you you say every list of the weeks so your mate i would say that if i get married again they'll be on the they'll be on the, the list
1: and if they're ever in the northwest of england won a game once you've been listening week, you have to just ring rick and he has to play with you that's the rule oh, that wow. he said he goes yeah let's go for nine holes we go, yeah yeah sure I'll drop everything
0: um <laughs> let's not put that in writing <laughs> uh no, that's great another fantastic episode we've got hopefully bloody weathers Doing a, doing our editing at the moment, trying to get out and film. But we'll have some more videos coming your way soon, and hopefully, like I say, we're gonna we're gonna set things up where we're gonna be able to film the podcast again, even if it's just clips for the second channel, so you guys can mm. see our beautiful faces. I need to take a better picture of Guy and his trophy in a moment, and I'll share that on the <laughs> Rick Shields podcast um, we,
1: Instagram page. We may also have a little bonus podcast we said about. We might try something different.
0: Oh yeah, we did. So
1: we say what that is. Or we keep people waiting. We might have to do a test first. Yeah. Okay. It depends Possibly. if people would want to listen to it. I don't I don't know if people would. I think would. it
0: would definitely. Guys, thanks so much for listening. Make sure you rate, follow, subscribe, do whatever you need to do, and we shall see you all soon. And uh peace out. Are you a good golfer? I'm alright. <laughs> With the legal clubs I'm decent. <laughs>